The promise of stem cell research, once deemed a scientist's dream, has turned the corner into real marketed products and looks to soon be a multi-billion dollar industry. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Randall Mills. He's the President and Chief Executive Officer of Osiris Therapeutics. Dr. Mills, who joined Osiris in July of 2004, was previously an executive officer of Regeneration Technologies, Inc. from 1998 until 2004, where he was also vice president of business development and in charge of research. Dr. Mills was a founding member of the management team of the University of Florida Tissue Bank. The University of Florida is also from where he holds a bachelor's degree in microbiology and cell science. And he also has a PhD from the University of Florida in drug development. Randall Mills, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you very much. Well, so I had the pleasure of meeting you earlier this year in New York, where I must admit, even for a cynical reporter like me, I was blown away by the number of companies that are not only into stem cell research development, which our listeners might expect, but they're actually selling products. And if you could just maybe give us a little bit of the lay of the land on that and then tell us about the products that you guys have had on the market for a while. Well, sure. Osiris has been around in the stem cell business actually for quite a while. The company was founded in 1992. And so as most people think about stem cells, they think about it in more modern times. 1992 is essentially an eternity ago in, in stem cell time. As such, we've been developing products in that space so for the last 15 years or so. And in 2005, we actually launched our first stem cell product and the first product containing stem cells to enter commerce anywhere we believe in the world. And that product is called Osteocell. And Osteocell is a product that is used for the regeneration of tissue. And so somebody receives a traumatic injury where they have a significant amount of bone loss or they have spinal surgery where they need to grow some bone back in their spinal column. Osteocell is used by orthopedic surgeons to regenerate that tissue. And it's been remarkably successful. I recall that when we launched the product, there was at that time in 2005, some question on whether or not it would be received well in the marketplace. And in fact, it has been, and it's been growing Remarkably, In fact, it's one of the fastest-growing orthopedic products to date, largely because the product is so effective at regenerating bone tissue, which is exactly what you would expect a stem cell product to be, better than what else is available today. What would OsteoCell be used for, and what would they be using today that OsteoCell would be replacing? There are some indications that OsteoCell is used for today, for which there actually is no comparable therapy. So OsteoCell is the bone matrix that contains adult mesenchymal stem cells. And mesenchymal stem cells are the cells in our body that are precursors to bone-forming osteoblasts. And so their ability to grow bone is really unrivaled. Common procedures that OsteoCell is used in include spinal fusion surgeries, also traumatic injuries where there is significant bone loss, and at times, avascular necrosis, particularly of the hip. And in avascular necrosis in particular, the product has the opportunity to regenerate healthy bone and, and actually spare the patient from having to undergo you know, revision hip surgery. And osteocell is derived from what? Because it's not a living tissue. It is derived from cadavers, correct? Right. Osteocell is a product that depends upon donated human tissue. So from organ and tissue donors, we're able to collect 
the bone and bone marrow from these donors and then process it and refine it in a way to where the mesenchymal stem cell population is purified within the bone matrix itself and then make that available to orthopedic surgeons who need it. It's analogous to the way a heart or a liver transplant would be handled. Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson. I'm the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune. And joining me today is Randall Mills. He's the president and chief executive officer of Osiris Therapeutics, which is a company based in Baltimore. And if you have not heard about Osiris, they are on the leading edge of stem cell product development. Yes, you're hearing me correctly. We're not talking about just a company that does stem cell research, but a company that actually has products on the market. And we're talking about the product that they have on the market, OsteoCell, which is used by a lot of orthopedic surgeons and even probably spinal surgeons as well to help regenerate bone growth. And if you could, Mr. Mills, could you tell us, like, what are the sales? I mean, it's one of those things where you're measured in terms of how much product you're actually selling. And I'm sure since it's a new product, we can also talk about how you convince physicians to actually use it. But what are the sales now? Sure. Our annualized growth rate last quarter was approximately $25 million. And that is growing at a clip in excess of 80%. So very robust sales. It's also not just sales, but it actually translates well into clinical practice as well. So we've now treated somewhere north of 17,000 patients with the product. So all across the United States, OsteoCell is, is becoming more commonly used in orthopedic surgical procedures where robust bone regeneration is needed. And that also is interesting. I mean, when I met Mr. Mills in New York earlier this year at a conference, it was all about stem cells and the fact that there is a researcher on the East Coast who sponsored this conference, uh, Robin Young, who was talking about how over 10 years there are actually going to be 8 to $10 billion worth of stem cell products on the U.S. market alone. And to equate that into terms that people will understand, that would eclipse the annual sales of the cholesterol drug Lipitor, which is the best-selling drug in the world. And the significance of that for someone like Randy Mills with Osiris is the fact that you've been doing this so long. And if I could ask, when it comes to OsteoCell, does it take a while to convince physicians to use these products? I mean, are they still a little cautious? I mean, you know, just the general population thinks, oh, stem cells, I want to be treated with that. But I would venture to guess that it probably takes a little convincing to get people to switch. Early on, certainly there was adoption work that needed to be done, but the product gained pretty remarkable momentum. And the physicians that use the product like the product and continue to use it. And so our challenge right now, frankly, is keeping up with demand, not the lack of demand. So generally speaking, demand exceeds our current ability to supply. And what are the issues there with demand? Is it production or available? Exactly. It's just ramping up our capacity. The product's been outperforming uh, our expectations in the marketplace. And so as we continue to to grow our, our capacity, we're able to address larger and larger markets. And that's something that we're going to continue to do. But in general, the, the stem cell space is I would say remarkably more advanced than the general public is aware of. Not only is OsteoCell on the market, but we actually have intravenous formulations of our stem cell drugs in phase three clinical trials, which is the latest stage of clinical trial before a product becomes approved. 
and in demonstrating the commercial applicability of it, and, and actually the government's willing to work with us. We recently won a $225 million contract from the Department of Defense to use one of our stem cell drugs, Prochymal, to protect our military from the devastating effects of radiological attack. So they're certainly coming into their own. Given the climate with the stock market the way it is this year, and people are wondering about whether private equity is still investing, I mean, are investors still excited? Are people still excited about backing companies? Because, you know, back in a biotech company, somebody once told me that the only industry that's lost more money than airlines is biotech. So, (laughs) I mean, are they still excited about it, investors? They are, but it's selective excitement. We are clearly not in a dot-com phase where if you use the word stem cells in your pitch, you're guaranteed to get the attention of investors. What it takes is a sound, reasonable plan, good clinical data, good science, and an ability to translate that into the market space. And that's something that's really been missing out of the stem cell field. For a long time, companies have been doing research in stem cells, but uh, very few have been able to translate that into the marketplace. And and companies that can translate that into the marketplace and can show that follow-on products can be translated into the marketplace and reach that multi-billion dollar blockbuster status will get the attention of investors in the same way that more traditional drug companies will. So there's nothing magical about the word stem cell that'll get the attention of investors. It comes down to, do you have a solid business plan and can you execute against it? And also, given the physicians and medical professionals that might be listening to our talk about stem cells and the fact that there are marketed products, I mean, there is the real issue of how are these paid for? I mean, are these products covered by insurance generally? Um, Is there Medicare, Medicaid, commercial? Does it run the gamut if they were to want to prescribe something like this? From a reimbursement standpoint, the products don't fall into a different classification than other traditional therapies, uh, whether it be for bone regeneration, such as osteocell, or our more advanced drug therapies like prochymal. The reimbursement strategy for those and the payer strategy for those are really no different because they happen to be a stem cell product. Well, that would definitely be good news as our policymakers talk about expanding health benefits. Do you see any areas in the stem cell market of some companies that are out there, other areas that not just your own, where perhaps physicians might start to hear about various products that are going to come on the market? You know, is it primarily orthopedics? Is it, you know, blood-derived products? I know that there's a company, StemSite, that actually does, you know, cord blood, for example. Do you see certain areas that might be hotter than others where we might see some more products coming on the market? Well, certainly the cord blood banking business is alive and well today. It's not a therapeutic business. It's simply a service where they'll bank your your child's cord blood. And we just had this conversation about reimbursement. Our first intravenous drug product to enter the market will likely be for disease called graft-versus-host disease, which is a life-threatening condition that follows bone marrow transplantation. It's an absolutely devastating disease, and for people that get the severe form of it, 85% of the time they'll die within about 100 days. And so it's a very serious life-threatening disease, but it's also a very expensive disease. And so actually the cost proposition of prochymal coming on the market from the payer's standpoint is actually quite advantageous because uh, if prochymal is 
able to adequately address graft-versus-host disease, then the patient comes out of the ICU faster and goes home faster and actually costs the system less money. Behind prochymal for graft-versus-host disease uh, will be other inflammatory conditions such as Crohn's disease. Uh, That's another condition that's in phase three pivotal trials right now. Behind those two drugs, there's a bit of a delay, but then The next area I think that we're going to see enter the stem cell space are going to be for orthopedic conditions, whether it be more osteocell-like products or products for things like osteoarthritis, so actually reversing cartilage damage in the knee. It's certainly a very promising area. And I think some of the further things out are the ones that people are very emotionally tied to, things like heart disease, regenerating cardiac muscle and spinal cord injuries, uh, those are actually some of the things that are furthest out because they're the more complex, more difficult answers or questions to answer and therefore take the longest time. With that, I'd like to thank Randall Mills. He's the president and CEO of Osiris Therapeutics, which is not only developing and doing stem cell research, but has stem cell products on the market and more on the way, who has been our guest on the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, your host today. I'm with the Chicago Tribune. We welcome your comments and questions about today's show on our website at reachmd.com, which now features our entire medical show library, including this program, in on-demand podcasts. And I would like to thank you today for listening.